Welcome back. Here is part two with Loopy Ryan. How can I tell my dirty secret? Like yeah. everyone thinks you're perfect and you're not perfect. Right. But it was still, I don't know. I was just, I didn't, again, I don't even know if I've ever told my husband. Um, my coach definitely didn't know. Um, so Kim came in. She no was, one will hear this. Yeah, she was, yeah, no, yeah. So she was probably just having a bad day. Oh, I was. And, and I just, I remember I said, okay, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to make, I just want to make her laugh. I just wanted to take her mind off of her. And I'm all about diversion because she's still working out while we're talking. Because that's like the mm-hmm. thing. We'll yeah, talk, I keep but going. you got to yeah. keep moving. And I said, okay. So um, I took, so my girlfriend Carrie comes out every month. So my husband and I usually take her back to the airport Sunday night weekend's done and my husband was sick and I said you know I'm gonna take Carrie don't worry about it stay and rest so I get Carrie in the car as we're driving down we're talking whatever but in my mind and let me preface this is that the word I was probably six weeks to two months early on my prep you'd already met all of your I was I was lean I was probably gosh I was probably 120 I think she wanted to get me to 117 at the time so I was crazy lean I mean I was shredded so I was I was already there. And so I'm driving and I'm like, I want Chinese food. It just popped into my head. You saw the Panda Express. And I seen, yes, Panda Express was right there. And I'm like, oh, when I drop off Carrie, I'm going to stop and get Panda Express. So this is premeditated. I'm thinking about it. So I couldn't get Carrie out of the car fast enough. <laughs> She's gone. I turn around. I'm driving back down the freeway and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have me some chow mein. I was so excited. Because I haven't had anything nope. for like, at that time, it was probably five, five months. Five months, yeah. And so I pull off to the turnoff. I cannot find this darn Panda Express anywhere. Like, there's nowhere. And I'm like, oh, the gods have spoke. They don't <laughs> want me to have Panda Express. But then there are the golden arches. And I'm like, oh, golden arches. My most favorite thing is a hamburger and a vanilla cone. Oh so I pull in and I eat, you know, I grab the vanilla cone in the hamburger. It has never tasted so good. It was like I've never had one before. And I just gobble it up and I'm like, oh my God, that's the best. Hop on the freeway. I start driving down and I'm like, huh, there is a wiener schnitzel right down Bradshaw. I deserve, now I'm deserving, I deserve a chili dog because I've been so good. This is what I deserve. Yeah. Pull off onto Bradshaw, go into Wiener Schnitzel. Well, I buy the two chili dog um, meal, and they give me a large Diet Coke. And so I'm just pulling. I eat this within five minutes. I have devoured all of this food and drank the Coke. And I look next door, and I'm like, oh, there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, I, my god! I deserve some, I think I wanted hot wings. Oh, my god! I deserve them because I've been so good at prep. I don't know who this person is, but there is somebody leading my body. Pull into the next one. Get out. I would like chicken, uh, what, hot wings. Ten, oh, okay. Hot wings. And they said, well, you're going to have to wait five minutes, but we have chicken tenders here ready. And I'm like, I will take your chicken tenders. <laughs> and, you know, because you had to wait a few minutes, we're going to give you three free cookies. What? <laughs> free cookies? I will take them off of your hands. And they give me another large Diet Coke. Go in the car. I devour this. Oh, with the wedge cut fries because yeah. I needed those. I devour this down, get on the freeway. I mean, it, people don't understand. There is no there is no off switch. No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. And hop on the freeway, driving back, get off on sunrise, and there's the golden arches again. Well, salty sweet. Mm-hmm. I need another ice cream cone, you know, to just finish this so off. So crazy. Eat the ice cream cone. Then I pull into my driveway, and I look to the right, and there is a carnage of wrappings and yeah. soda cups. And I'm like, what did I do? 
oh my God. It's like you black out. It was an out of body experience. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but I still am not full. Like my tummy's not feeling it. It's so weird. And I'm like, man, and I'm looking at this carnage and I put it all in a bag. I go around the side of my house. I put it in the bottom of my garbage can, stuff it down there, hiding it from my husband. Hiding the evidence, the paraphernalia. Hiding hiding the Mm -hmm. evidence because it never happened if you don't see it. Nope. I walk in the house. My husband's on the couch. And I sit down and I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he goes, you know, he goes, you know, I'm so proud of you. You have done such a good job. I'm going to make some popcorn. Would you like a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him straight faced and my stomach is hard and it's distended oh, at this yeah. point. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pass on that because, you know, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. It, it does not in my <laughs> Not my meal plan. I don't even know how he said it with a straight face oh at the time. Oh, my gosh. So he's like, okay, I totally understand. So I go to bed maybe an hour later, maybe 10 o'clock at night. I was up probably till 4 in the morning, and my heart yep. was racing. Yep. It felt like it was going to come out of my chest, yep. dumping all of this food. I don't even know the add up on these macros because I was probably taking in 130 <sighs> carbs a day. I was, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. I mean, I laid there in just hot sweats. My heart was racing. I felt miserable. I Mm -hmm. still got up at five to go to work. Um, And uh, I'm getting up, getting ready. And I get a text, wait. From 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 the coach. Yeah. And I just looked at this text and I just stared at it. And about five minutes, I've just, I'm just, I've started probably getting ready for work. Wait, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I'm like, oh, and I looked and then I always journaled what my weight was the day before. Now it was not abnormal for me to be the same weight yeah, for two yeah. or three, yeah, four yeah, days. Yes, yes. So I made the choice to lie and I put in my previous day's weight because mm-hmm. I was so afraid of her. Oh yeah. Like she was oh, like, yeah. she was just no nonsense. no nonsense. I will fire you. Like yeah. this is business. You will do what you're told. So for the next three, and I wouldn't get on the scale. I, I just refused to get on the scale, but I was still ripped like I woke up yeah and I look just as lean when as you're I that did. lean it almost like yeah. you should look better because yeah. your muscles are full oh with yeah all that I look good yeah I good yeah but I knew that scale was not going to reflect it right no 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 so I didn't get on the scale for probably three days and I just kept doing the same weight the same weight and on Friday Thursday or Friday I got on the scale and my weight was back down to on point oh wow but it was you know it was very Oh God! It was so it was scary, like what I was possible of. Yeah. Um. But I was never full. Like I yeah. was like, this can't be my life. I really started thinking about how am I going to diet out of this? And right. you know, and Holly reassured me at the time, you know, because I didn't tell her obviously about no. this incident. But you know, I would gradually say. So when I start to reverse diet, and she was like, we're going to add food in slowly. I still didn't really understand the process. But she just reassured me that, you know, there is another way, Lupi. I promise you'll be able to eat more food. Yeah. This is not your life. Yeah. Um, but it was very to see what I could do in a matter of 35 minutes crazy. of carnage of yeah. just of eating and still never full. It's it, it, it's it's important to point out that you've never, you don't have a history of like food issues or eating disorders or anything like that. So it's like... It, you very easily can fall into that like if you're not careful and be, because you you do get so out of control and with me i feel like you were always talking about okay we'll reverse diet you like i knew exactly what was going to happen the minute i was done competing 
you had a plan. Like we, we knew what we're, what I was going to do. And so I was able to do it, to do it successfully, but it, it's almost harder then. Oh yeah. Because at that point you don't have anything to shoot for. Mm. You're just happy. It's pure discipline, you know, pure discipline. There's no motivation, no light at the end of the tunnel that you're trying to get to stage. It's just like my motivation was, oh my gosh, I don't want to undo all my hard work. And I would yeah. always be afraid. Like if I'd make one wrong move, I'd blow up again and you're like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. No, no. Because you, I, I think I just kind of, I didn't scare you, but i like, we just have to re- It's so important. Yeah. yeah. So well, important. You've you gone through it. for seven years, I literally, I would go up and down, up and down at such extreme weights, bad for my skin, mm-hmm. um, just bad for your health overall. Yeah. That fluctuation and... You know, it's just not. It's just. And not I know we're laughing about it. We, for us, I feel like bringing levity to these situations makes it. I mean, I know there are people out there that are really suffering through eating disorders and and binge eating disorders, and it, that is a real thing. And um, but I feel like what we're really talking about is the competitor lifestyle, which is it can really it can it it can go that direction if oh, you're not okay. careful. Oh. So it's more like a warning. But obviously, she's not she's not struggling from it anymore. This was a long time ago. But um, that's that's the um, that that's the possible route that you could go down if you're not careful. Anyways, it's funny to talk about now. It probably wasn't as funny then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so um, you decided to retire from competing and you got into climbing. Um, I I met you right after your last competition, and I don't remember how long it was between 2016 and when you started to get into climbing. Um, where, when was it? Was it like two years later after competing? Um, I want to say it was. It was probably close to two years. Yeah. So how did? Why? Did, where did that oh, come from? Gosh, you know, you're doing talak a lot. I remember. Yeah, I was just. I'd go for hikes with my family and my husband, but I didn't really have any goals. Like I said, I was done competing. I knew, like, I walked off stage um, with Holly. Um, I placed second on that mm-hmm. boat, but I just knew that when I was with Holly, like, I knew I was done. There was yeah. finality there. Um, she kind of go back to the competing um, because it rolled into the food is like she was so upset that I didn't place well Uh right and she was and I said you know I don't care about what these four judges say you've given me a gift of food and how to help my family and how to help my clients Mm -hmm. and just people to show that you can have whatever you want it's just how much that was such a big gift for me because it was something I didn't know was possible so it was such a good um, it was just a huge gift. This was the food and yeah. just knowing how to do that. So when I walked away from competing, it was like, okay, I've got that. Like that was in my back pocket. Like, okay, I'm good. Um, but what do I want to do now? Cause yeah. I didn't really have any goals besides, you know, competing. I wasn't going to play soccer anymore. I think I tried soccer one more time, um, I one game that, yeah. and I walked away and I said, you know what, this is not for me any mm-hmm. longer. Um, and I was kind of lost and my clients wouldn't know, but I'm just, more quiet. My husband. I remember. Most of it. I remember you. You were. Kinda. You just. I felt like you were always kind of looking for something. It was. Yeah. yeah. There was just something, and I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know what. Um. I've never been a big traveler. Right. You know. I've been a stay-at-home mom yeah. and things. So, I. I train a gal. Her name is Brenda. Mm-hmm. And I love her. Shout out to Brenda. Yes. As she's. I think at the time she was seventy, and she said, "You know, I was talking to her. I had her one-on-one, and we're talking about." goals and things and I said I really don't have anything and I, I feel kind of lost and nobody can you know, you know I nobody can help fill that I have to fill it and she goes you know they have trips on REI loopy and I'm like what and she goes you should go to REI they have adventures you should go on this website and check it out and I'm just like mm, I'll think about it and she goes you should really try and I said I'll think about it so again as I mull things over it took about a month 
and I'm sitting on my couch and I open up my laptop and I type in REI Adventures and the first picture that came up was Everest Base Camp. Yep. And I'm staring at this mountain that I've seen in movies and I've seen in books in school and I thought, huh, I want to go there. Yeah. Like, I, I need to see this mountain in person. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it. And I always think about things for a few weeks and I mull it over in my head and I mull it over. And then I'm with my clients. It always happens in my gym. And I say it out loud. I'm going to go to Mount Everest. And as soon as I say it out loud, it's happening. Like there's nothing, if it comes out of my mouth, I will do it. We all thought you were crazy. Everybody was like, why would you want to do that? And I'm like, I want to, I just want to do it because I, I, I think I can. Yeah. And so I started training for it with Brenda. Yeah. And she so would, Brenda, we should preface, she's 70, but she's a marathon runner. Oh, gosh. Hiker, all that. Yeah. Yes. She runs, got 18 miles a week. I mean, she does marathons. She's first place all the time. She's, she's crazy she's inspiring. Amazing. She, I want to be Brenda when I go. I know. Up. You will. And someday. Yes. <laughs> I wanna, and so. About 20 years. <laughs> I think so. So she was um, hiking with me every weekend. And this little lady, she would hike me into the ground. I would follow her, and it was practically like a, a quick walk. But I'm just going, and we call it walking the dog, because I would get home after 12 miles, and I would be worked. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, this lady. But it was just, I was like, I would follow her the next weekend and the next weekend. And um, we were getting close to the date, and I called um, to make a payment. And my husband was in the car. And I said, yeah, I'd like to make a payment. And my husband looked at me, and he goes, excuse me? You're actually going? And I said, I told you I was going. And he just looked at me and he was like, I didn't think you were serious. And I'm like, when do I say something out loud and not be serious? If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he was just not happy at that point. And I'm like, would you like to go? And he looks at me and he was like, I do not want to shit in a hole in a wash in a bowl were his exact words. And I just said, well, think about it. The invitation's there. I'm going. This is the date. I've been training for it and I'm going to do it. And I don't think he really believed he paid for my insurance to be helicoptered out if I got sick. Right. Or I remember that. Mm-hmm. He paid for my insurance. But I don't think he really thought I was going to go until he took me to the airport. And I was like, I need to go do this. My kids don't need me anymore in the same way they needed me. And I needed to find I needed to find myself. And but, but at this point, you hadn't really done a lot. I mean, you had done Tulac in, in, in Tahoe, but you that hadn't really it. done Yosemite. or no. any, Like this was your first Everest. Yeah. yeah. This Everest was, was yeah. your first. So this that you just first. like, go I want to go, go check out Mount Everest. Now, I wasn't getting to climb Mount Everest, but I was getting to the base to camp. To the base camp, which and a then, lot of people don't even get yes. that far. And then we did the Kalapatar, which was the mountain adjacent, which was about 18.5, just to get a better picture. But it was uh, 14 days of just, and then it got extended because they airport fogged out. But I just, every day you're getting up and you're hiking every single what day. What was the, the tree? I remember, because this was... Oh, like five years ago or something. What what, what was the training? You had to wear a mask. How did you train for oh, Everest? Training. So they don't really, I mean, they tell you physically fit, strength training, um, cardiovascular is great. And so I went out and I bought a mask, a um, elevation mask. Uh-huh. So I started wearing this in the gym with my full-on right. hiking boots. like And, and your backpack? And my backpack. Yeah. 
And I'm there at four in the morning, you know, because I have to go to work at a certain time. Looking like a crazy oh, person. Oh my gosh. And I have this mask on and it gives you very limited air because, you know, it's supposed to emulate, right. you know, elevation. Yeah, what it would be like, yeah. And so I'm walking and I don't even tell you how ridiculous I must have looked. But, you know, I'm training for something. Like, you're all in. Yeah, You've yeah, got yeah, to yeah. do it. Yeah. And so I probably did that a half a dozen times. And then I finally got a call from one of the trainers from this um from REI. And they said, you know what? You really don't need to do that. You're okay. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to be prepared? And they're like, well, we're going to acclimatize you as you go up. Uh, so it's something you can try to acclimatize here, but once you take the mask off, you're at sea level. Yeah. So it doesn't work. He yeah, goes, okay. but once you're here, every day we're going up higher and higher. Okay. So your body will acclimate naturally. And then they give us another, like there's pills that you can take that make you produce more red blood cells. So there's a way to get oh, you there good. without getting sick. So I was like, oh, so I don't need to wear this mask. That but I mean, I, the boots and the backpack probably. That was, the boots and yeah. backpack were fine. They Again, they just wanted str- you know, yeah. hiking strong, which hiking with Brenda every weekend. I mean, when I got to Nepal, it was a cakewalk. Like yeah. I could walk every day, all day. So crazy. And it was just easy because I was strong from weight training. And then Brenda would walk me into the ground every weekend. Yeah. So it was just so easy. I mean, going up the mountains were hard and challenging, but doable. I mean, I didn't have to deal. I would deal with breath. Which is right. conditioning and right. it's elevation. So if I just had to deal with breath, that was easy and yeah. compared to being weak or not strength training and the, the training I did up to it. I remember we were all so worried and it just seemed so crazy to be like your first climb would be Everest Base Camp. And I just remember you constantly, saying, you still do this, you said, how... I'm just going for a walk. How hard could it be? <laughs> it's always like, I'm just going... Or like, you'll take a picture and send it to me and just be like, out on my walk with like... On top of a mountain, I'm yes. like, <laughs> it's just a okay. walk. Okay, <laughs> well, is that was that we call it? <laughs> it's a walk. Yeah, yeah. it just you know, we're built to walk, and for yeah. me, it's just I just love, I just like challenge. You but know, it goes just, it goes back to you really simplifying it in your brain. If you make it out to be this gigantic, un, unachievable thing, then you're going, then it you'll maybe feel defeated before you ever start. But if you go into it thinking it's a walk, yeah, then, it's just a walk, one foot at yeah. a time. Yeah, you know, and if I need to go a little bit slower, I will, and if I can go a little bit faster, I will. Um, I have my food, my water. I usually have my cool little dog with me. You know, yeah, when, I, when I'm local, I have my dog. Um, I, I take, you know, drag some clients up there with me and some yeah. of my fun hiking buddies that do what I do. Um, and it's just, it's a walk, you know, and it's just, you know, you can do anything, you know, for seven hours. I remember you used to say yeah. that to me. You would be you like, you could do any, you could do anything for, we would what, 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 like, I guess wall sits. I would just I think, think these timed things. Oh, the ropes, the, ropes. the wall sits, things where we were, I was timed. You could do anything for 15 more seconds or yeah. whatever it was. Yes. So, um, so uh, as far as, let's go back to that bathroom situation. Uh, With these climbs, I mean, I'm even talking about the Yosemite climbs, like any of these climbs. What is, is it, there's, uh, I know on Everest, there's not little porta potties, you know, I get it. <laughs> but, do any of these climbs have that? No. No. No, no, no. These countries do not have any type of facilities. You basically, well, Nepal, and you would have to go, and you would like, climb up the side of a mountain, find, you know, a, a big boulder or a hole, and you would go. And the facilities they would have would be maybe a stall, but there's just a hole in the ground. And I can't even tell you how many people have missed that hole. (laughs) So now you're doing a squat with a backpack on, not touching anything. 
and trying to squat and go to the bathroom and there's really just no option oh you have to go i mean and yeah. it was it was quite it was comical you know you just look and you're like oh god i'll go up behind a rock at oh least it's gosh. you know it's out yeah. in the, you know outside because the the boxes were just insane Ooh. even their airports were the same i really? mean mm -hmm. the airports had a stall you could shut the door but there's a hole in the ground oh my goodness. so the facilities yeah and coming back i stopped in singapore and it is i guess the nicest uh airport yeah. in the world oh my god there were fans in the in the stalls and i was like oh, and i text chris i want to stay here oh so nice gosh. because of where it come from it was yeah. so nice and air conditioned and it's definitely was not it, did it affect you like were you ever like oh god i cannot believe i'm doing or were you, you know, just take it with a grain of salt? it was just a certain amount of time I'm going to be here for two or three weeks yeah. and it's just what you do. And I'm going to go back home to my luxuries. And it was just the price to pay to be able to see what I wanted to see. And you know, going into it, what to expect, yeah. obviously. Um, well, I didn't know about the bathroom situation until oh, you we did? got there. Oh, no, no, they don't tell you. Um, but they, they try to, you know, they put up a little, yeah, they don't tell you these things. They should. They, I would have went anyway. I know. I'm you like, would, yeah. eh, you know, big deal. For me, it's not. I know it's, it, it's yeah. not. It's not a non it's, yeah. it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, you know, there's. There, I don't know if there is a deal breaker with me. I'm just like, I'll try it. You know, I'll try it. And yeah. again, it's not forever. This is not my life. Mm -hmm. This is an experience. I get to get you know on an airplane and I get to see all these cool mountains that I've just seen in movies. And mm -hmm. I, I think that was the coolest thing. Like, I was just you know kind of we're middle class, big family. Um, I never thought like I would be going to Nepal. And standing there at six in the morning, looking at Mount Everest, mm. like a stone throw away, like mm. it's so there. And I was like, this is like the coolest thing ever Yeah, was to be able to get to see this, this mountain. Um, it was just the best experience. It's so crazy yeah. going from being like a stage competitor to like, you really went the other direction, but this is challenging in a different way. Like what, I want to ask you about which climb was the most challenging and also what is an example day like for like if you're doing a 14 to an 18k climb um maybe just pick out a, one or two and tell us those stories I, I i've heard all of them obviously but um i know the listeners will be curious if you what was the hardest one oh i'm um, here or the hardest I, one just when I in went. general like what which one sticks out in your i mean i obviously we talked a little bit at our workout today about the one in e was Ecuador. Ecuador. That one was a big one. Yeah, I think that was my really eye-opening of what I was in for. If, if I wanted That's a good to. One. Like, yeah. this is really, like, worst-case scenario for yeah. me. Um, for me. It was the ones here were challenging. Whitney was challenging. Um, I did that, like I said, once in the still. But I didn't know. I didn't. When I went on my trips when I came back, it was, I believe, before Ecuador. But I didn't understand um, what Mount Whitney was or where it was. I'm sorry. So I got invited to go in, in the snow. Well, mm -hmm. I just did Mount Everest, and I'm like, cool, yeah, I'll How go. How hard could it be? Yeah. How hard could it be? I just walked all these days, and I'm hiking strong. And, and I went with a group, and um, we went to bed at like 7 o'clock, and we woke up at like midnight, got our gear on, and I was partnered up with a very nice gentleman. who He's the one who invited me, and we you know, started hiking. And very quickly, I understood the personality that I was with. And he had, he would overcome cancer. I mean, he was, but he'd been a year out. And he was, um, you know, he'd tell me how he's hiking. And, you know, he, I'm like, I'm with a strong climber. I feel mm -hmm. good. And so we started hiking. And he was very frustrated about his crampons. And he was talking about how tired he was and things. And I could, he was setting me up to stop. And I had taken off three days of work. And, and yeah, so we're starting. I forgot to, this story. Yes. yes. So we start hiking up and we're with a group of seven of us. I believe there are seven of us. 
And we start hiking up the first, like, it wasn't even a hill. It was like an embankment. And he was very flustered. And I'm like, whoa, you know, slow your roll. Let me help you put your crampons on. And I got him all situated. We start walking up. He's he's behind me and we're going. And we get to the top and there's a bear tracks up there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, we're not on the top of the food chain anymore. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is like legit. We're out in the yeah. wilderness. And so um, we start hiking. We don't see the bear. And the group... Um, they all pull ahead of us because my guy's so slow and they are so far ahead of us. We can't even see them. And it's pitch black. It's mm. like one in the morning yeah. at this time. Pitch black. And we have a radio, but they're not answering the radio. And I'm like, are we going the right way? I've never been here. I don't even know what we're, I'm just yeah. following. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a great follower. Right. And so we're, and they finally say, hey, we're up here. We're about two miles ahead of you. Keep going. All this time, he, he's priming me. Like um, his back is achy or he's not feeling it. And, and I'm just listening to him till I'm like, oh, man. This is like your guide? or No, he's just a, a, a hiker. He's just a hiker. He, I met him at the gym and he said he's a, oh, like a mountain climber. And got I'm like, it. So I was like, oh, I'm and he has partnering a, with him. Yeah, on this, partnering. Yeah. He's with the mountain climbing group. Got it. So okay. I'm assuming like they've had climbs together. They've got the experience. I'm still new. I yeah. by far do not know everything. I'm just like wading into the waters. And I'm thinking, I'm with a solid group. So we get to the, they call it the um, the switchbacks, which is kind of the, it's like a you're done climbing at that time. And then they have 99 switchbacks that go all the way to the top, not to the top of Mount Whitney, but to the top before you start going behind the back of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I look up and you could see tiny little lights, tiny. They look like fireflies going up this. Um, so there's switchbacks and then there's this big mountain. It's called the, the, uh, the chute is mm-hmm. what it's called. And you look up, and they're so tiny, Kim. These lights are itty-bitty. And I look up, and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty high. And I sit down, and we're eating, and we're getting ready to go up the chute. Now, my guy is now full on. He's not going. And I'm just looking at him like, I took off work. I am here, like, to do it. Like, I am physically not hurt. I am, like, I'm in it to win it. Like, I want to yeah. at least try. Yeah. And he's going, and the, the two gentlemen we were with, um, they took off up. They started going up. I could see them going up. The other three, one had altitude sickness. The other one didn't sleep at all. He was done. And then the girlfriend of the other guy was done. Three were out. Jeez. My guy was out. And I'm like, are you good? Are you going to be with these guys? And he was like, uh, yeah, why? I'm following these guys. I'm going up this mountain. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm chasing these guys. And he was like, oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going. And because I took time off of yeah. work. And I wanted to see if I could do it. So I start going up this chute. And again, it looks so different when you're just looking. As the day, the sun rises, it shows the vastness of the chute. Mm -hmm. And I look up, and at some point, I'm crawling on my hands and knees to climb up. Oh, my gosh. Because the sun, and the sun is coming down, so the sun is starting to melt it. So we're trying, I'm trying to get up as fast as I can, but at some point, I'm crawling, and I'm kind of zigzagging up, up, up. And I, they look back and they see me. They're like, okay, she's here. She's, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're seeing that I'm with you. Don't mm-hmm. leave me because mm-hmm. I still don't know where I'm going. So they wait for me at the top. I'm probably about 20 minutes behind them. They wait. I get to the top. And I'm like, ah, we made it. We're there. And they're like, no, we're not. I'm like, excuse me? And they're like, oh, no, we have to go around the back of the mountain all the way to the back. And then you go up, which was, I want to say, I don't know how many more miles. I don't know. I think the hike total was 20 23 miles so I'm like okay and they start walking ahead and I'm walking behind them and again really I don't really know the depth of where I'm at I'm just following and so I follow and if you look down 
it's straight shoot down the backside of the mountain. So you have to stay very close to the edge right. towards the mountain. So you obviously you don't fall off. Yeah. So I follow these guys, follow them, follow them. And then we get to the very last part where you just, you're at that point, you're suffering. You're, you're so tired and you're not really cold, but there's snow. You're not, you're just so tired. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. I'm so close. I could do this. I could do this. And I get to the top. We're up there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm holding my sign up. I did it. I'm exhilarated. I feel so great. And then we start coming down. I give them, they are out of water. I give them half of my water. Okay. Because I carry all my water on my persons. Yeah. I don't like drinking water out there. So very quickly, um, give them half my water. We start going down. Now I'm feeling better because we're going down. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel good. I feel good. So we get back to the chute. They say, you need to take off your crampons and you need to go down, glissade down. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. I go, what now? What do you want me to do? And they go, you have to sit on your butt and use your axe as a break. I don't know how to do that. I'm going to walk down. You can't walk down. Oh, no, I'm going to do it. Well, they take off. Choom, choom, they take off. Oh I'm assuming they're waiting at the bottom for me. So Loopy starts to walk down. As I'm walking down, my boot gets caught. My crampons get caught in my, maybe my pants or something. And I proceed to start tumbling down the chute. And I still don't realize the depth of what's happening. I mean, I understand I'm now yes. flying down a mountain uncontrollably. And I have my ice axe in my hand. And I'm spinning and going so fast with no control. And at that, I realized it was a second of like this. It's not a TV show. Like, no one's going to come down and save me. Like, pluck me off of this mountain. I have to save myself. Right. Like, holy shit. Like, oh, excuse me. I'm going to die. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? You've got, okay, you've got your axe. Okay. And, and I have this big backpack on. So I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going we're gonna to go one, two, and I'm going to roll over as, with all my body weight, get on my stomach. I dug my axe in, and I dug and I held on as tight as I can, and it probably took 30, 40 yards for me to stop. And I, you know, I finally stopped with rocks and dirt, and I'm holding on for him, oh and I'm gosh. shaking, and I'm like, I'm sure I'm crying at this point. Of course. And I'm just laying, and I'm like, how am I going to get off this mountain? I, I, I'm not even halfway down. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm just trying to process the situation. And then this gentleman comes down out of nowhere, like an angel. Yeah. On his butt. And he goes, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. And he was like, okay, so we need to to get you on your butt and you need to glissade down. No, I can't. I don't know how to do that. And I'm crying. He goes, sweetie, it's the only way you're going to get down alive. So we need to do we need to do this. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend comes down right next to him. Is she okay? And he goes, "We're we're making it. We're going to fix this." So I'm I'm so scared. He goes, "You know, you need to prop yourself up. Sit down. Dig your cleats. You know, your crampons on." He goes, "Okay, let's take those off. Let's put them in your bag." And he goes, "Now you need to use your axe as a break." And I'm like, "I'm so scared." He goes, "You can do this." And I'm like, "Okay, okay." So he shows me, you know, and I start going, but I'm going down very fast. So I just keep breaking, breaking, okay. breaking. Yeah. So they're like, okay, you're good. And they, shoom, they just take off. So it takes me probably 45 minutes to get down. And I am just shaking the whole time. Oh my I get down to the bottom. There's nobody there. Oh no. I'm all by myself. And I don't know how to get back. And I have no water. And I have no food. And I have like no sunscreen, nothing. Because we were supposed to be done by now. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, they left me here. And I'm like, okay. So I start looking around for foot tracks. Right. A lot of it's melted now because it just, you know, gets cold at night, melts during the day. So I find the tracks and I start just following tracks. I'm following tracks. And maybe two hours, 
I run into two guys and I'm like, hey, I'm going to this base camp. You know, am I going the right way? And they're like, yeah, yeah, keep going down that way. You're going the right way. And I'm like, oh, thank gosh, I'm going the right way. So I keep going, keep going. And what is there? Another straight down shoot. But there's a waterfall right here. Oh, gosh, I totally forgot about this. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got to do it again. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh, no. And so I get up as high as I can to the top. And I'm on my butt. And I'm if I go anywhere this way, I'm going down the waterfall. Mm-hmm. So I oh, probably took God. me an hour just to go maybe half a football field to get down to the bottom. And lo and behold is my base camp. Okay. And the two gentlemen are there, oh, hey, you're back. And I'm like, screw you and screw you. You left me with no water. My lips are swollen because I'm so dehydrated. And my guy was there and he goes, well, I was thinking about walking out today. And I looked at him and at this point, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. I had started climbing at midnight. Mm -hmm. So I had not, I had climbed 18 hours, I believe, nonstop. And he had stopped, you know, where I left him the night before. And I said, I don't really have anything to say to you right now. I need to go into my tent and I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And when I wake up in the morning, we'll hike out. Yeah. I'm not going. And he just kind of looked at me. I think I was probably pretty scary looking. I went to sleep. Because the plan is to stay the night and then leave. And he wanted to go then. Yes. Okay. Because he didn't climb the mountain. Right. No, of course. Yeah. So the next morning I get up. He's still there, but everybody's left. And he doesn't know how to get out. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Note to self, I'm never coming with this group again. No. So now we're going down the wrong way, and it's all these big rocks. And I said, you know, I don't think that's the right way. Oh, no, it is. And I'm like, okay, but if I go down there, I've got like, okay, I have so much stuff in my backpack. I've got to have at least 45 to 50 pounds on my back. Mm -hmm. I even had a chair. Mm -hmm. I bought a chair. Mm -hmm. I never used the chair, but I needed a chair. And I said, if I go down there, I'm not going to be able to get out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going that way. I'm going to follow my instincts, and I'm going this way. Come or not, I'm done following you. Yeah. So I found the right trail. We made it down where he had to stop and talk to everybody about the climb that he didn't do. And I'm just like, but I had to be nice because he was my driver. Yeah. But I'm like, I just need to get off this mountain. I'm done. And fast forward a week later, my husband says, didn't you just hike Mount Whitney? And I'm like, yeah, why? And he goes, because two women just tumbled down. One broke her back. The other one broke her hip, and they had to life light him off the mountain. Oh, my God. And I'm like, are you? And I'm like, really? Oh, my goodness. Can't I'm, imagine why. No. And I still, I took me probably six or seven months before I told my husband. Well, I remember when you told us, I said, did you tell Chris this? And you were like, no. It took he'll never, months. He'll never support me. <laughs> like, no. To, to get no, because that's like worst case scenario. And because he's always afraid that, of course, that I'm going to yeah, yeah. die. And it took a long time for me to be like, you know, this happened. Happen. And he just, he was obviously was not happy, but I'm like, but you know what? I, I, I made it. And, um, when I came back, I was like, what do I do now? And then he was like, you know what? I think you need to go to a school, a school. That's where Ecuador comes yeah. in. Yeah. Tell me about Ecuador. So, uh, Ecuador, my husband suggested I go to climbing school. Right. And so, um, I started training. I signed up for a, a climbing expedition and uh, to go to school and it was supposed to be in I want to say Seattle and I was getting ready training 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 and I broke my toe do you remember that I broke my toe three weeks before my climb before my school was it yeah I broke my toe with you had to reschedule it yes I broke my toe and they were like you know they rescheduled me they said the next one was in Ecuador and I'm like oh are you kidding that sounds so much better than you know Seattle yeah and so um they're like well how are you going to train for it I'm like don't you worry I'll figure it out 
I still strength trained. I did step ups. I just didn't put any weight on my yeah. toe. I still did everything I could um, without you know using my big toe. Right. And uh, went to got shipped off to Ecuador, and I go to this. Um, the town was just very, just very old, whatever. Um, and we get to this uh, beautiful hotel, beautiful mm-hmm. hotel. I meet Ozzy, who is an amazing, very accomplished mountain climber. He's, he's an instructor, yeah, so he, yeah. He's the best, one of the best trainers I think they have. And he's very proficient. He's climbed Mount Everest like mm-hmm. three or four times. And he's very much, I mean, he knows everything. And so my partner, his mother-in-law passed away, so he had to fly away. So I got Ozzy all to myself. Mm-hmm. So that meant like anything goes. Like he was like, what do you want to do today? And it's like, want to go learn how to climb a glacier? Let's learn how to use your ice axe. And he was very, I mean, anything I want to do, like, he's like, yes. And he he was just so, just such a great teacher of yeah. just like he had such patience with me and he knew I was that, that can-do attitude. Like I will try anything yeah. and I want to do everything. And so um, we were doing climbs, acclimatizing and things up to our hike, which was a volcano, which is Kayambi. And that was like our big like finale. And so we get up, you know, uh, it was like midnight, one in the morning and so hold on, I want to go through it because this was actually another question I was going to ask you, so you can you can answer it here. So uh, when you go on a hike, typically you get up at like midnight, one in the morning. You start yeah. early. So that means you go to sleep at like yeah, like as soon as you can. If you can go to sleep at like six or seven, you t- yeah, even the fourteeners like here locally, like Yosemite and things. Yeah, we as a group, there's usually three or four of us. We go to bed at six. You take like seven. a sleeping aid. Yeah, I, then, I yeah, it's like yeah. a sleeping because who goes to bed at the I don't. No, go to bed you can't at that fall asleep. Time. So I've taken a sleeping aid. I go to sleep. And then wake get up, up at midnight or at one. Midnight or one o'clock okay, in the so morning. Okay, so that's what you did here in Ecuador. Okay. Yes, they do the very same thing. You get up at one because you do your best climbing in the dark. Of course. You drink yeah. less water. The ice, well, for being on glaciers, the yeah. ice is its hardest. So they always start climbing through the night. So we um, get up, you know, we hours in the morning. We get our stuff on. Super excited. I'm so jazzed. We start hiking up, and you could see little trails of lights. You know, people are going up ahead of you. And I'm super excited and we're hiking and it must be probably hour four or five and it's getting colder and it's getting colder and, and I'm and hard. I can't even take my gloves off because it's so cold. So my trainer is feeding me and then we walk longer and, and he has me on a leash is what my husband calls it. And it's a climbing belt and it's tied to him. So yeah. if I were to fall in any crevasses, you know, he could save right. me. So we're climbing and we're climbing and I'm getting more tired and the, the oxygen's getting less and I'm climbing and quieter and my, I have an earbud in my ear, but it stopped working because it was so Ooh. cold. So is I that your motivational? Yes, yeah. that's my motivational. Everyone's like, what's in your ear? It is a man yelling at me. It's, yes. I, what I, well, do you want to do with your life? Yes, I mean, exactly. everybody needs a, a whisper uh, in the ear. It's what got me through my prep is yeah. you introduced me to that stuff. Whispering yeah. in my ear. So I'm walking and it's, again, probably hour six or seven. And I am just exhausted. And I'm just physically and mentally exhausted. Wait, what is it about this one that was different from any of the other ones that you had done? Uh, the altitude was higher. Okay. It was much higher and it was more steep. Okay. Where Whitney is more, the shoot was high, but it was only a certain amount. This was going straight up. And you had climbed the day or two prior We've as been well. training at small climbs. So like, you, maybe you were running low on reserves at that point and um, the altitude on top of it? It could have been. We're always hiking and doing things. They give you rest days. But I, I want to say, like I said, just 
the coldness. Yeah, the cold. It was too. so cold. It was below zero, you said. And like, it was more steep than I'd ever gone. It was very, very steep where we were called, it's called a si- uh, mountaineering uh, step. So it's sidestepping. Yeah. Because it was steep. So you're walking sideways. Oh my God. Because it was steep in some points. And it was just, uh, just hours of that. Hours of that. And just walking. And it's not a fast walk. It's just step, step, step. So it was just, I was just so tired and mm-hmm. cold. I mm-hmm. think the cold really got me just super oh, low yeah. energy because I just was low body fat anyway yeah. for a girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I probably was probably 16, 17%, mm-hmm. but I was just so cold. And so um, at one point, um, I would say it was my darkest hour, but I stopped and just stopped. And and, and then he stopped because he felt his belt pull. Yeah. And I just put my head down and he turned back and he looked at me like, you know, what? And I just, I just nodded my head and just complete defeat. And I just said, I can't. I can't go any further. I'm done, Ozzy. And I put my head down and like ashamed, like I was not living up to this expectation. Yeah. That, you know, and I just said, I can't. And he just looked at me and he just, and he kind of gave me a look and I, with my head down and he had my leash and he yanked my leash as hard as he could. And I just kind of went forward with my hips and my head went back and I looked at him like, what the fuck? Like it was yeah. like a jarring. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he goes, if I have to drag you up this effing mountain, yeah. you're going to get to the top. Because again, he had spent so many days with me. Right. And he knew. He knew that, what you're capable of. That, and that I don't, I wouldn't give up on anything. Right. But now it was like, you're going to get up. And I looked at him and like, we just met eyes and I'm like, huh, well, yeah. He thinks I could do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And so I just I, I looked at him and I'm like, like I like reset and I'm like, okay. Yeah. You okay. bought into his belief in you. I looked at him. I'm like, okay. And I, I just I put my head down and I started walking again, one step at a time, yeah. one step at a time. But it was, I was literally I was done. I would have turned around and went. I would have went. Well, back. you said when you told me about this, you said it gave you a glimpse into what your clients yeah. experience, like. Yeah. The gym, you're in, when we go, like, that's their mountain. Yeah. You know, it's like it was for the first time. Because you don't get defeated. I mean, you are like a superwoman and you believe you can do everything. And that's, yeah. this was the first time you probably ever felt that way. I'm guessing. You know, I, One I of the first. think it was probably, it was a really high highlight. Like, it was really yeah. embedded in my brain that, oh, my God, I have, like, there's a wall here. Yeah. I hit a wall. And I just, and again, when we talked th- this morning, and I was like, yeah, I really I understood. I'm like, wow, this, this is where is what it feels this is like. how my clients feel. Yeah. And I've never felt uh, that I could recollect like this before, yeah. where I was just felt defeated and done and like just hopeless. Like this isn't, I can't. Yeah. And it was the worst feeling. Like I was like, oh my gosh. But it just took that readjust and just like, you know what? No, mm-hmm. you're going to do this. Yeah. You know, and he knew I was going to do it. And I just, just like, okay. He, if he thinks I can do it, mm-hmm. I am gonna do it. And I yeah. was just like my quick reset, really yeah. quick. He literally snapped you by the snap of oh, your yeah. leash, snapped yeah. you out of it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm, yeah. I'm doing this because I can. Yeah. I just, but again, you, and I want to say, as I was going up, it's so funny because there's little voices in your head. Mm. Stop. Why are you doing Why, this? Yeah. Don't. There are things that want to keep us alive. What do they preserve? What is yeah, it called? Flight it, or fight? Yeah. Very much cues of it's just like your why, survival instincts. Yes. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Turn around. Stop. Danger. Danger. You shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I have those voices. But I'm like, oh, go away. Go away. Go away. I can do this. I mean, I'm not listening to any, like, I'm going forward. Mm-hmm. And then I guess maybe one of those voices got so loud and I just. I just said I'm Well, done. I think that the weaker we, I mean, I know this just from dealing with my condition and, and knowing other people that have had issues, 
the weaker you get are you get physically and like you the less strong you feel i should say the louder that becomes and mm -hmm. it can overtake you and it is very difficult to to um overrule it when you feel so weak and so beaten down so it's like you had weakened and that's why the voices felt yeah. louder I and know. yeah it's a um, god i could talk forever on that subject yeah, but it, it was really eye-opening because i never thought that i had that you had a wall yeah that i would yeah. ever it's like i'm gonna do it if i say it i'm gonna do it i don't yeah. care how long it takes i will do it and i i he got me to the top and I've never been, I mean, it was not pretty. There was like 10 or 15 men there at the top already. And they had seen me at the base camp and they were like, yay, they're all mm -hmm. cheering me on. I had frozen snot coming down my face. I mean, I was just a hot mess. And I just, I'm just walking by him. They didn't even, I could just hear them. And I just dropped my knees and just laid out on like spread eagle. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to the top of my mountain. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I made it. And just inside, I was so happy. I mean, I just had to rest for a minute. And then he started feeding me, and I maybe had five minutes of rest time. And he's like, okay, pictures, pictures. We got to go. We got to go. And um, But just, like, I got there. You know, it was like, I did it, you know. And it was yeah. just, that was probably the hardest climb. Yeah. And then I understood if I wanted to keep climbing, this is what was, it, I was going to be cold. These were the uncomfortable conditions. Yeah. And that I wouldn't have Ozzy with me all the time. Right. And that I needed to, you know, keep going and keep going um, without having Ozzy. Like, I had to do it myself. Um, although I had other coaches. When I went to Russia, I had another coach. Um, but it was different. It wasn't Ozzy. Mm. So Ozzy was just really, um, yeah, he was... He was there in my dark. Yeah, he's dark. still, and you still, are, you guys are still in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go next year to go yeah. to um, Agacongua, Argentina. Oh, so, that's right. Argentina. Yeah, we have a date. So I'm hoping next year, I'm hoping it's going to happen um, next year that I can meet up with him and climb. He sounds very special. We should send yeah. him this podcast so you can hear it. Where does he live? Actually, Ecuador. live. He's Ecuador. Oh, he does. He mm -hmm. lives in Ecuador. Yeah, he's okay. in Ecuador. Okay. Wow. Well, there are so many more stories where that came from. Maybe we'll have to, I can twist her arm and have her back on another time to, to go over them. But um, when, it, I, I, I'm trying to figure out because I know we're running out of time. Um, w let me just ask you this. Um, if, what would happen to your, because I, because you know, I, I was going to ask you like, what goes through your head for all those hours when you're hiking a mountain and have you ever thought, you know, to yourself, obviously you did at that point, like, why the F am I doing this? You know, because that's what I would be asking what a lot of people will be asking, like, I am miserable. It's like, you seek out this pain, you seek out this displeasure, you seek out this discomfort, like, and then you're out there and it's, in my, when you relay back to me, when you come back to the work and we're all there and you're telling us a story, I'm thinking, F that, <laughs> like, what insane person would want to, would choose to do this when you're actually on the hike, not Ecuador, but on these other ones are you miserable the whole time are you actually enjoying the process of it you know i read your questions last night i know <laughs> and i looked at that and i was in my truck on my way home yeah. and i really sat i actually sat in my parking lot and i'm like yeah why do you do what you do i mean i really questioned yeah, myself like yeah. wow i mean it's not like i'm hiking for my dad or i'm right. hiking for right, right, i mean right, i'm right. like why do i seek out or or join in with people that are just as crazy as i am i know get me wrong i have a group of them but I'm like, why do I do it? And, you know, I, it's the hard. I think it's it's the challenge. Um, and I want to say, I want to see if I could do it. I know I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's just the hard and nothing else. Um, I'm not thinking about anything else. I could have 
um, issues at home, like, um, I don't know, things going on in my life. You know, I, yeah. I've got kids. I've got a husband. You've got a business. I've got yeah. a business. And it's like all those things just melt away, you know, and it's just it gives me clarity. I could think about things that, oh, it's so hard. It's just things that maybe have been on my mind and, like, I could just kind of dwell them over oh, a little yeah. bit. Um, but if it's just just me and, like, outdoors, and I'm with a group, but it's just the solitude. It's just I'm yeah. just one more step, one more step. And then when you get to the top and you look around and you're like, wow. And you look back at how far you've come. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like, and I think I'm so afraid someday maybe I won't be able to do it. Yeah. Like, maybe it's such a gift. I don't know, Movement though. Look it's at, such a gift. Yeah, it is. So truly. I'm like, and I'm so lucky to be able to do this yeah. and use my body and use my strengths. And I don't want to be graded in competition. Like, I want to yeah. use all my things and do it. And so maybe it's just that I just want to use my body. I think a lot of people do it for, you know, a lot of people are, I mean, let's just put it this way. If I was doing that shit, I would be like showing everybody. I would be like, look what I did. Even though of the with the fitness competition, I didn't tell anybody until after it was over. Yeah. So I wasn't that way. But you really, it's like you against you. And, you know, I was just thinking as you were just talking, I, I spent so many years in like what I call stillness. When I really got clear on my thoughts and got clear on who I was and my self-aware, everything just sort of, I got more clear on things. And I think that's your version of stillness. You have to be moving. I feel like for you, movement actually equals stillness in the mind. Like your mind quiets when you move, it seems. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think so. It just, I just love it. It's such a yeah. hard thing to describe. And it it's is. just... And I guess as I get older, you know, I appreciate things more. Mm-hmm. You know, I get older and it's like, you know, I just, and when you tell me, oh, why are you doing that? Or why do you do that? Or how do you do that? Or you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, you watch me. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, don't put limitations on me because then I'll make sure I'll do that and then some. But it's just kind of but edgy myself on. And it's, yeah. and again, I have a group of women that I go with that, that just, hey, I want to do it because it's hard. Yeah. Let's just do it. And it's, it's very challenging mentally and physically. And it's a, it's a rush, you know. It's like I'm doing it, and you're. It's it's just the coolest thing to be able to do, and to and to say to be good at it. But and people look at you, and they're like, "Oh, you do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a nice walk, <laughs> you know. It's a nice walk, and um, yeah, you meet amazing people along the way, you know. And you share that same because again, our our group is very small. Yeah, and it's just it's hard, and I just I thrive in a challenge. I think the challenge is. Um, yeah, just yeah. you've account. conditioned yourself that way. Like when we talked this morning, because we worked out, we had our workout right before we, we came here and we were just talking about some stuff. And um, you you said, I, I don't remember how it was prefaced, but it was something about how when some, when, like it doesn't occur to you to, I was saying how when you're going through something like the discomfort of the mind or discomfort of the body or like pain or whatever it is, mental illness, physical, whatever it is, it's so, this is the way, the term I've been using lately, it's so seductive and it lures you into sort of bathing in the, I don't know if it's the woe is me or the self-pity. I have been there. Most people have been there. I'm not ashamed to say. Like, it's just so seductive because pulling yourself out of it is hard um, and it takes a lot of energy. And for you, I feel like when discomfort, because you, cause you just told me recently, you said to me, we were talking about somebody and you said this person's like, this hurts, that hurts. And you you said, and this is the first time I've ever heard you say this since I met you seven, eight years ago, whatever. And you said, I hurt every day. 
I have pain every single day. And I go, I look at our square in the face. I go, you do? <laughs> you never, because you never talk about it. And you're like, yeah. And I go, what hurts right now? And you're like, my shoulder hurts or this and that. So um, I I wonder like in the morning when you wake up and the alarm goes off at 4, 4.30, whatever it is, you have your first client or at 5, 5.30, whatever it is. Do you ever think to yourself, especially on the weekends, like when you don't have to go to work, do you ever think to yourself, I just want to lay in bed. I just want to. Uh, I think... I'm going to go for a run and then I'll lay on my love sack later. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to go do this stuff and then I'll rest later. Usually I'll rest later. Yeah. And, and I always like keep that out there, like I'll rest. Um, but feeling my body and always being sore and things, it's just a part of life. Part of your life. It's yeah. a part of life. And if I stopped, I think we talked, if I stopped yeah. every time somebody told me don't do that, I would be in a fetal position. Like I would, yeah. I would die. I mean, yeah. and it just goes against it's, it's like, like petting, petting, the cat. petting a cat backwards. It goes against every fiber in my being to stop. Right. And it's just, I I, I think my husband, like I said, he sees me on my, my down, like at night when I come home and I've been on my feet 12 hours and my shoulder hurts, my glutes hurt, my knees, something hurts on oh, me all God. the time. Yeah. Um, and he he's like, what can I do for you? How can I make it better? Lay on your love sack. He's so good. But he sees me at my lowest work. It's usually at night, like I said, when I'm, I'm at rest. Yeah. And I'm laying there and I'm rolling a ball or something on the couch. Um, but then I get up the next day and I'm still sore. But you know what? Nobody needs to hear me talk about me being sore or hurting. I want to help, you know, it's like, what's going on with you today? What's happening? And I just kind of put that on the backside. I'll deal with that later. You know, when I go work out, I'll roll a ball. I'll do what I need to do for self-care. But I can't live in that um, because it it would, it just goes. It's not seductive for you. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't really take over the same way it does for a lot of us. No, I just can't. It's an active effort for me to keep it at bay because I feel like I, for so many years, woke up to like an uphill battle every single day and still Mm. some days. And it's an active effort to, and for you, it just seems like it's not even an option. Yeah, no. It's not, you know, it's just, it's, it's admirable. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's one of the most fascinating things. Um, okay. So we're going to go through this really quickly because we've clearly gone over, yes. but um, what I want to just go through this really quick. Um, I want to leave the listeners with a couple little nuggets of advice um, for anybody that's, you know, looking to lose weight. One of the biggest ones is that you can't out train a bad diet. Um, you, um, we've, kind of talked about this you train very hard and you have tried to out train a bad diet it doesn't work no no so that's first second um the value of consistency when it comes to exercise and diet i've learned all this stuff from her by the way to be disciplined monday through thursday and then go off the rails on the weekends i know this is we hear about it all the time the clients and these are people that say they want to lose weight they have a goal the clients who struggle to stay consistent over the weekends um what do you notice in terms of them getting results? They can't really, like, they undo the progress they make during the week, typically, on they the typically weekends? They Is that do. kind of how it goes? You know, they do, and then they want to go back to punishing themselves. Well, I can't eat today because I was bad this weekend. And I'm like, well, that's not how it works, mm-hmm. you know? So it just goes back to consistency. And I tell people, if you're going to have a meal on the back end of the day, maybe go out to dinner, eat lighter during the day. Yeah. Be aware. You don't have to be on point exactly, but you got to be in the ballpark. Yeah. If you know you're going to have a drink, tell me, I don't care if you drink. I don't care what your thing is, but just understand that you have to give and take. You, yeah. It's like you can't have it all and then, you know, have yeah. your cake and then come to yeah. me saying, I didn't lose weight because, you know, of this. Again, accountability. How bad do you want something? And it's not forever. I think that's the other thing. It's not forever. It's not forever. And I remember you told me, um, you can have it all, just not all at once. Yeah. Like you can have, like, you can have this, like this food, that food, this food, that, but you just can't have it all on the same day. Space it out, you know, whatever. 
Um, and also, as, in terms of setting up expectations realistically, everybody asks, I asked, everybody asks, you know, how long will it take me to lose the weight? Um, for the, you know, for those who want weight, long-term weight loss success, a lot of people do look for the shortcut, which is why the fad diets, you know, exist and they're such a big thing. We, we see them all the time at the people coming to the gym. But at, at the end of the day, if someone wants long-term fat loss, you always told me after that first initial drop when you start, which can be five to eight pounds, water weight, basically glycogen, you've always said a pound a week, give or take, is what someone should expect for long-term success. That is That was my experience. And sometimes, you know, give or take, and it's been the experience of the clients I know at the gym who um, kept the weight, the weight off. And I feel like the more overweight you are, sometimes you, you can be more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I mean, we, we you see all different fad diets come in and out of that yeah. gym. Oh, they do. And People it, resist the pound a want, week. And I'm like, hey, do you do you? You know, you let me know if you want to talk about food, but if you've got your food under control, yeah, people have the pound a week thing. People really resist, even though it's they're losing fat. It's fat loss every week, and it's consistent. And the yeah. and the more I feel like um, the I'm I'm no professional, by the way. I should, I'm oh. not. This is, I've just learned this. But I feel like the easier something is, usually the easier it comes. The weight comes back. Yeah. So it's like the more. Um, I don't know. This feels very strategic and it felt very, every time I lost a pound, it was a permanent pound off. You know, it didn't feel like it was easily, it was easily going to come back on. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, you talk about the importance of food a lot more than even exercise when it comes to weight loss. Um, like that's something that with the weight loss clients, you really stress. Like people always think like, let me just do some cardio and you're like, well, how's your food? Um, we don't expect a personal trainer, you know, to always talk about that but um what is the advice um you're giving to new clients who are coming in are, are they on my fitness pal and doing macros most of the new ones um, you know most really don't know they've heard of my fitness pal mm-hmm. um they don't really understand it or they track for a couple days and it's too much work it is a lot of work it's too much work that's where the commitment yeah. comes in you really have to be yeah. disciplined yeah and i just tell people you know you need to understand what you're eating you don't understand what you're eating i get you say you're eating under you know 1600 calories but clearly you're not or you wouldn't yeah. be overweight right you know or, or not at a goal and i'm like you really have to look back coffee creamers mm-hmm. sauces dressings i said you know it's really going back to peeling apart what you're eating and if we could just see what you're eating and you understanding if you're with me for a month or five years i want you to have the education of the food because it was such it was such an ingraining thing with holly mm-hmm. like you have to understand the food yeah you can't you can't keep stupid eating and expect to get results. Right. And again, the up down up down is is a ridiculous and way it's to insanity. live. Insanity. Who I wants don't want to live like who that? wants to diet at eighty and ninety? I, you know, I'm like I know. So when people come and I'm like, look, let's get your numbers. Let's get you understanding. Everything goes in the tracker. I don't use my fitness pal anymore because mm-hmm. it just seemed it was too much advertising and it was it's a, a lot. Yeah. A lot. So I found a, another free tracker. Um, it's just a macro tracker. It's free and mm-hmm. it's super easy to use. Mm-hmm. And I put people on it. I'm like, these are your numbers. And they're like, well, I do better at 1200. And I'm like, you're going to be starving at 1200. Yeah. And then you're going to cheat. Yeah. Let's start you in the mid 15s. And they're like, well, I don't eat that much. Honey, you do. People don't think, <laughs> people don't realize how much, how many calories they're yeah. taking in because every little thing, you don't realize it. Trust yeah. me, you do not realize it. Yeah. Um, every little thing counts. And some, sometimes it's the things that you don't think are going to be that big of a deal, yeah. like coffee cream. Yeah. You don't realize that you're eating, you, you could be drinking a couple hundred calories, just coffee cream, yeah. you know, easily depending on what kind you're drinking. So, or it, like if you, this is just regular Americano, but um, black coffee, but if you... Um, 
get one of these foo-foo drinks. I mean, this is like a meal sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, we found that out with one of my people. They well, were I like, she was eating drinking every day, and I'm just like, yeah. that's two meals. They're not, And they don't track it because yeah. they don't think it's because it's liquid. So yeah. people do think they're eating a lot um, less than they are. Or I should say they're taking in less calories yeah. than they are. Yeah. So um, you do not believe in dieting. By the way, I should just go back and say, as far as macros go, I always say go to, um, I don't know if it still exists, but if it fits your macros.com, there's actually a website dedicated to do to creating a macro split if you want to know what to your protein carbs and fat should be at that's what i used to use um okay so um you don't believe in dieting someone too low um because when you diet them too low what happens oh goodness um hormone change bone density i mean it's just not healthy and then if they hit a plateau that you have to diet them even lower you have to take them down so like so when people come to me at 1200 calories and they're like oh no i do my best and I'm just like, but you're already starving. Yeah. You know, you're, you you should be having more food than yeah. that. It's just not enough. Um, but it's just what they're eating. They're eating way too much fat or way too many carbs. I'm like, we just have to, you know. Change the ratio. We have to change the ratio. So I'm like, trust me. Just try it. Mm-hmm. It's always, let's just try it. Yeah. Let's just try it. Give me 10 days. Let's see if you start dropping with my numbers. And if you don't, we'll adjust. They almost always do. And it's just like, you know, those BLTs will get you. The bites, bites licks, and, and the taste. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you have to just watch those grazes, the candy dish, those little things. Because you don't count them doesn't mean that you're not on the back of your butt. Oh, my gosh, totally. It's just they're there. Yeah. So dieting down so low, I mean, you want to keep your muscle. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we're going to start, our body will start eating muscle and leave the fat on. You have to eat to lose body fat. Yeah. And I think that's so many misconceptions of cardio, you know, all crazy cardio and super low calories you're just going to bounce right back into overeating um it's just not healthy your yeah. immune system's down i mean we just want i want fit if i could see your bones yeah i'm sorry not good. that's not okay no. i need fit strong all day long yeah um i want longevity because they may be in their 30s and 40s but i'm like you're going to be 50 and 60 mm-hmm. and then 70 you're setting the foundation absolutely now. and it, strength is so important for it, women that they just oh i don't want to you know bulk it, up. i know i was gonna say that next a lot of well first of all a lot of women people but women under eat um on protein too mm-hmm. so i feel like none of us you know no, and yeah. i'm probably one of them right now i'm really guilty as charged um but for a long time i i was i mean i probably ate too much protein for a long time but that's another concern. I mean, if you're if you're you're already just just replacing a lot of your like carbs and fat with protein, a large portion of that of that um, macro split with protein that you are because it's very 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 difficult to gain weight on just protein. Yes. Try try eating egg just egg whites and, and chicken and see if you gain weight. You're not going yeah. to. Yeah. Um, okay, and then going um, to your point, going back to what you said, people are always convinced that if they just do weights or not just do weights, but if they do weights that they're going to end up bulking up and looking manly. And if they only knew. Yes. So what, and here's, here is, because I've thought about this, here is what I think about the reason why women say that. A, they may have lifted a little while and lifted really heavy and seen some bulk up, but it makes me wonder if they weren't at the same time working on a cut in terms of their diet. So if you're still eating and gaining weight and lifting, maybe you could look a little bit, swole like a little too but if you're actively dieting and lifting it's impossible yes it is impossible yeah it it is and most people again i get loopy i get really big really fast i get that a lot and i'm like well when you start weight training and, and doing cardio you get hungrier yeah and then you're like well i am working out so i get more food and you eat more so you're really putting on you know glycogen and you're putting on more fat 
because it is very, very difficult to put on muscle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really an act of effort of of weights and, and and feeding you for that. Like we actually give you You've measured this. Excess, you yes. actually done body fat, but muscular, you know, the measurement Absolutely. and seen how hard it is just to gain one pound yes. of muscle. Absolutely. It's an and active it is effort. so hard. So when women come in, I'm like, trust me, you're not mm. going to gain weight. You're not, it, you're going to get smaller. We yeah. want fit, yeah. fit strong. I want fit strong. I want you to do pull-ups. I want you to do, you know, push-ups. You need to be strong. Yeah. You will get smaller and you get bigger. It's because you're eating. Yeah. And they just kind of look at me and I'm like, sorry, it's your food. Yeah. Address your food and everything else falls into place. But yeah. it's the food all day long. It the, is. The weights give you that sculpted, that tight Absolutely. sculpted look, which yeah. cardio just cannot give you. No, composition. It just yeah. gives you umph. Otherwise, you're skinny fat. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you don't want your, you know, bingo wings to swing, you got you got to tighten them up. You got to use them. Yeah. And again, it's just bone density. It just helps with so many other yeah. with uh, other things on on our frame. Yeah. Yeah, I always say don't be intimidated by the weight room. Don't be intimidated by the weights because, you know, someone has to do it for other women to feel comfortable going in there. Um okay, so we've gone over time, so we're going to wrap up. As we conclude, I truly want to thank you for joining us because I know you didn't want to be here. This has been such a fun episode for me. Um, I know it takes her a lot to do something like this. um, So I really appreciate you coming on. I have had, you guys, so many people um, ask me to have her as a guest um, who know about her, who know her. So I know know your clients are excited too because those who have heard. um, So I know listeners are going to love this episode. So thanks, you guys, for listening. Um, and I will, I, I may have her back on. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if there's something else we can come up with because I know that she's got more stories. So anyways, thanks guys for listening and I'll see you back here next week. That's all for this episode of Humanity Unlocked. Do you have a personal story to share with us? We're all ears. Visit humanityunlockedpodcast.com and send us an inquiry. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe to hear weekly episodes of our show.